Hello and welcome to Poke Sports, a competitive Pokemon podcast. I'm Mike and I play with one Pokemon on the field. I'm Kevin and Skill Swap is the best move in the game. Kevin has found the best move in the game the best. only four months into the game. Kevin, please tell the people, uh, how do you feel about Skill Swap? I was so anxious. For, for almost a week, I had to keep this secret. Because you I didn't was do a very good. You streamed. No, that's you okay. You streamed several days, and the name of the stream was Skill Swap Skibbity Bop. Continue. <laughs> it was. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, I tried my best to keep it a secret. I never said my best was great. <laughs> You're a very loud person. <laughs> it was my best. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's because the one thing, if anyone's ever played in DDR Rouge out there, and congratulations, Kevin, you found the one thing that makes in DDR Rouge good literally days before you're not allowed to use it anymore. Oh, that's the one thing that makes in DDR Rouge good? That's one of the things, you know. Okay. The other thing is the whole, you know, glitch Everything that trick either of them do together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so back to what I was saying. Yes. One of the best counters to in DDR Rouge is Ice Spinner. Used on Dragonite and or Great Tusk. What Skill Swap does is reset Psychic Terrain once they get rid of it. So then you can proceed <laughs> to Psy Spam. <laughs> there are so many fun interactions that you can do with Skill Swap. I'm, I'm just thinking about it now, like Skill Swapping onto the Dragonite that just used ice spinner and, and resetting psychic terrain is one thing you also take away. It's multi-scale. Yeah. Thanks for the multi-scale dude. Yeah. Good luck. So now you're a multi-scale. In force. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it was great. I mean, I, I'll, if I'm going to be entirely honest, I got to use it like maybe twice in the whole tournament. <laughs> sure. Sure. But the one time I did use it, I got a compliment. They were like, it was, Oh, that's so smart. That's the thing. It's a conversation <laughs> starter. It's a conversation starter. You know, the one time uh, where I had that 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 team, you know, the one uh, last <laughs> year during Sword and Shield, I went in to a regionals. I paid money to go out. I believe this was internationals. Yes. And I brought a Latias with Healing Wish, which just offed itself in order to heal somebody else, <laughs> uh, bring somebody be- uh, somebody else back from the dead. And I got it off. Uh no, 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 sorry. Not bring somebody else back from the dead. I remember how this worked to out. Heal it, you back uh, up. it healed people back up to full. It was the pre-Pomot. It was the pre-Pomot. They <laughs> saw the process and they trusted it enough to make it its own move. Uh, so I brought that to an internationals, which in retrospect was kind of probably a bit of a waste. <laughs> but it's okay. It's, it's fine. You took that uh, spot from somebody else. I did. I had so many very fun conversations because of that combo. And I don't regret that at all because now I, uh, you know, I I've met a couple of people because of the fact that they were like, Hey, uh, can you tell me what happened? What, what was that? Why did you die? Did the game (laughs) glitch out for a second there? And then did one of your Pokemon like fully heal? Yes. Yes, it did. Actually. There, there are people that it. don't know what we're talking about. Okay. No, exactly. So, so, should exactly. we let them just not know what uh, we're talking about? I mean, maybe. Well, if if they're good, I'll, I'll let them in on the secret okay. later. No, Quick I'm kidding. Look. I'll tell you about it right now. So okay, back it. in Sword and Shield, there was a little thing called Dynamax. Okay. Uh, it was a broken mechanic that did way too many things all at once. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh it made your Pokemon big, doubled its HP, and gave you a whole bunch of big moves. Uh, Latius had a little thing called Healing Wish, which knocked itself out, but made it so that the next Pokemon that you flip into uh, would heal back up to full or would uh, leave like a healing aura spot. If that Pokemon was already full HP. Yeah. If that Pokemon was already full HP. You would go into uh, Soul Galio is what I used to do. Uh, and you would Dynamax. You would start doing the big attacks. And if you ever got hit, is if that you, how that works? If you lost a lot of health, if they will target Soul Galio. Yeah. Yeah. Then 
it would heal up. No, it was ally switch. Yeah, then you'd ally switch. If you switch ally switched them. into yeah. the spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you ally switched into the spot where your Latias died, it would heal back up to full. Mm-hmm. And that was great when Dynamax doubled your HP. <laughs> it don't do that no so, more because it don't exist no more. It don't exist no more. Uh, but it was really, it's it's really cool, actually. And I want to talk about that for a second, where uh, now we're in a terrestrialization meta. And I think we've spent enough time in the meta to say that we've like understood we we get terrestrialization. Oh, yeah. By and I large. think I think we fully understand it. Yeah. By now. It is such a breath of fresh air I love compared it so much. to Dynamax. Mm-hmm. I agree. I do not hear nearly as much crying about Dynamax Pokemon. And the only times that I hear people complaining about terrestrialization is when they didn't think of it, when they didn't remember that mm-hmm. terrestrialization was still a thing. The one issue that I have with it is maybe closed team sheets. But when you got open team sheets, it's like, okay, yeah, this is fine. I can predict this any day of the week. I have a brain. So you're talking about like the latter. Yeah, when it's the latter, that's why sometimes there are just things that are annoying. Like it's right. like I'm going to use Armor Rouge because that's what I played with all weekend. But sure. Armor Rouge with Grass Terra, you really got to coin flip what it's going to do. Because if it doesn't Grass Terra, then your ice moves aren't going to do anything to it. But if it does right. Grass Terra, your EQs aren't going to do any damage to it. So there's always that little bit of mind games. Which, but that's just a part of the game. That's a part of Pokemon. It's a lot better than, is my opponent going to double their HP right now? Right. You know? Uh, my recent thing has been Golden Go, where it can terrestrialize into so many things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go and Terra Steel to make your Make It Rains do more. You can Terra Flying so that the uh, ground attacks won't do extra damage. You can Terra Ghost to make your uh, Shadow Balls do more. You can Terra Rock to make your Power Gems do more. Hey, you can Terra Fairy if you want your Dazzling Gleams to do more. You know what? You can Terra Electric if you want your Thunderbolts to do more. You can do all of that. This weekend, I was playing against a person who went Terra Normal. On their golden go. And yes, I did just target them with a shadow ball from my flutter main. And yes, it would have KO'd, but they decided to tear normal into the one type that it just wouldn't do any damage. Why did they know that I was going to do that and that I was going to bring that Pokemon on that day? How many lives have they lived that they have reached this point? And knew that that was what I was going to do. You know, Mike, just just be happy that you were the one person that it worked on. Honestly. <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, I, I get that feeling sometimes when I'm playing online ladder. Mm-hmm. And something happens that, okay, I had the same experience. Uh, in Sword and Shield. But that's the experience I remember, but not the okay. experience that I have. Because I have it daily where I'm just like, <laughs> of course I'd go against the one thing that would happen. Yes. I think most recently I went against a false swipe, not false swipe, what is it? False surrender Grim Snarl that sure. one shot my Ndidi. I was like, since uh, what? And then I go on Picolytics and I check the chances of false surrender. It's not even there. It's like one of the 4% <laughs> others that is there. I'm just like, okay. I mean, I guess I couldn't predict this, but one of the other ones was in Sword and Shield. I, well, it, it was me versus Grim Snarl. And I still had Dynamax left. The Grimstone was on the enemy team and I had a Gastrodon. My Gastrodon was about half HP. So I was like, screw it. I'm going to Dynamax. And I'm just going to, uh, you know, just smack him with some Earth Powers until the end of the game. Sure. I thought I was fine. This Grimstone whips out a Power Whip, dude. And I die. I'm just like, (laughs) oh yeah, sure. (laughs) I would be the one to go against the one Power Whip Grimstone on the ladder. And the thing is like... It was also dual screens. It was dual screens with fake out and power whip. The only attacking move. <laughs> huh. I, I almost quit. That was almost another hiatus right there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we would have had to come back with Pokesports 3.0. Yeah. Also, shout out to uh, yeah. to to Bruno from Georgia VGC for the skill swap tech. I I didn't come up with it on my own. <laughs> well, I will say I was I was playing on stream uh, Twitch.tv slash Pokesports. Um, 
a couple hours, I think, before you did, uh, where you were showing off skill swap. And I not only took your team, but took Bruno's team. And I was mm-hmm. playing around with both of them. And they're both great teams. Uh, Bruno's team, it was a little more cohesive to me. It, it was a little bit more like what I felt like a team should be. But you like you have your own style of of battling and I can't mm-hmm. emulate that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really know how to play like you do. Um, so it, it didn't work very well for me. But Bruno's that did work very well. And I really liked skill swap for that. The one thing that you playing Bruno's team convinced me to do was to yeah. have my armorage outspeed in DD so that in Trick Room and DD would go first. I'm like, okay, yes. that's kind of smart. Yeah. That that one or two extra points in speed. I think it's only four IVs you have to have in speed and you have to make it modest for it to outspeed mm. the min speed in DD. Uh, but yeah, no, that was a great change. You playing that made my team better, I think, for the cool. actual upcoming tournament. So uh, tell me again what the reason for that is. Why have Indeedy go first in Trick Room before Armorish? Because, okay, I'm going to paint the turn one for you. Yeah, please. Um, you have Great Tusk and Dragonite on the enemy side of the field, and you have Indeedy mm. Armorish on your side of the field. Turn one, what you have to do is follow me, Trick Room. They're going to Ice Spinner to break your terrain, no right. matter what. Um. You might want to grass Terra the uh, the armorish in case you don't want to get EQ'd, but yes, Fair that's enough. that's the option. So then next turn, what ends up happening is okay. Now my Indeedy is going to go first. I'm going to skill swap first, and I'm going to get the terrain back up so that the armorish can actually do expanding force that next turn, versus the other way around where I would have gotten Trick Room up and I can't expanding force i would have to waste a turn to protect just to set up the terrain and then by the time it's set up next turn they're gonna be like oh wait i could just ice spinner again so it's like it's a really awkward situation you'd rather have most of your damage and most of your things and your surprise factors happen on one turn rather than two right you you mainly have the beginning of turn two and the beginning of turn three to actually make those decisions because mm. on that on that second turn they're going for like the actual attacks, uh, and then on the turn after that they're like oh no I need to get rid of the terrain again and then they mm-hmm. go an ice spinner but it's you're in trick room so you will be going before them, but right after that's done it's it's ice spinner town population dragon the, the difference is one indeedy outspeeding. In Trick Room allows me to get two expanding forces off versus just right. one. Right. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Well, there's that. So uh, like we're kind of alluding to here, Charlotte Regionals was <laughs> I went this past weekend. Yeah, Kevin <laughs> went somewhere. I didn't. And I was very sad about that because uh, apparently there were a lot of people out there who uh, recognized Kevin. And, I signed a switch. Oh, amazing. I ruined a switch. I'm so sorry. Amazing. I'm I'm so proud of you for ruining a switch. Limited edition BDSP switch too, or was it Zombie no. It was limited edition switch. I know I know that much. A sword and shield one. I think so. It might have been oh, the Zombizentization one. Sorry, Dude, nice. No, I'm I'm happy for you. I wish I was there to ruin that switch. I, van- with you, but... I vandalized the switch. Yeah, I put my name right next to James Beck. It was great. I would vandalize the switch. <laughs> no, it was. Uh, <laughs> that's a bad a bad sentence to. Uh, Take out of context. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be like me on a screen. I would vandalize a switch done in like cursive writing <laughs> down at the bottom, Mike 2023. I tagged switch. Yeah. Um it was a, it was apparently a very good time. A lot of people said hi to Kevin. I wish that I was there to also see people say hi to Kevin. People wished you were there. They were like, Where's Mike? Where's Mike? Yeah. Where's Mike? And I was just like Good question. I don't know. I'm alone. <laughs> I'm an introvert. You're talking to me. I need my buddy. <laughs> Where's my buddy? <laughs> I need my emotional support, Michael. <laughs> That's what I needed. And you weren't yeah. there. I, I, it's oh, okay. I adopted Pierre. He was my emotional well, support. <laughs> your mind <laughs> come with me everywhere. <laughs> it's fine. You always need your emotional support, Canadian. I do. I, yeah. yeah. If I can't have one, I'll have the other. <laughs> That's right. Uh, not only that, but we were shouted out on the stream. <laughs> Accidentally, I'm sure, but thanks. Accidentally, yeah. <laughs> thanks, Maeve. Uh, Appreciate they, you. They did all yeah, we love you, Maeve. 
they did a whole thing where like they started bringing up tweets and like talking about people who were talking about the event. And uh, Kevin had tweeted the day before that he had gone six and three and had a really good time. And I guess whoever uh, pulled together those tweets was like, oh, okay, cool. Let's put these guys up on stream. Uh, little did they know <laughs> that uh, the people who were talking about them knew who we were. So they were like, oh, yeah, it's Pokey Sports Pod. And then they started <laughs> talking about them a little bit, but then they stopped very quickly. So <laughs> huh. I'm we're, we're a little worried that they might have said something, uh, some, yeah, something that they shouldn't have. But, yeah, it's OK. It's did okay. we get producered? <laughs> we might have got producered. <laughs> oh, it's but, fine. We're safe for not only are we safe for kids, we're safe for the families. We're also safe for um, any potential advertisers. So don't worry about shouting us out. That's OK. We promise not to cancel ourselves. We promise that we will <laughs> hopefully not cancel ourselves. But yeah, Charlotte, a lot of yeah. Uh, the thing that surprises me a lot is that um, typically, like people recognize me because of the hat or because of the shirt, because of something. Okay. You're I like was, fully branded out for sure. Yeah, right now I am like because you know YouTube video. Cross but also branding. at Charlotte and at these events, the, like you're fully. The day out, right? I wasn't. Well, I guess I was wearing like the 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 skull hat. The day that I was organized oh. the most, I was wearing the, you know, the Bulbasaur skull or the Charmander skull. I don't even know which one I brought. And I was wearing a Dozo Bozo shirt. So I was mm. branded, but it wasn't like, you know, the the sword and the shield. The thing that people would yeah, probably It wasn't our Nike yeah. logo. Um, <laughs> they said they recognized me through my voice. Oh. So I'm like, oh, you're a pod listener. Like, you have to be. They were like, um, I don't remember your names. I'm sorry, guys. There were so many of you. I love you. Um, there were a couple of people that were just like, Hey, do you mind if I ask you a, a silly question? I was like, go for it. Do you have a podcast? And I was like, I don't know. Maybe what podcast? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you played coy. Of okay. course. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to see if he actually knew who I was. Like, I wanted to see like, if they were a one super episode. effective. And you're yeah, like, that's no. the one. No, that's the one. <laughs> nice to meet you. My name is SBJ. That's right. <laughs> That's look fun. just like them talk just like them <laughs> okay so you played the little guessing game and uh they recognized me through my voice which is perfect. like i expected my face because it was a maskless event yes yeah. you could still wear masks but i opted not to sure uh, so i was like oh they're just gonna see me and the scruffy beard and the glasses are gonna be like oh look it's kevin well no, was, they were looking at me playing against me even sometimes yeah and it wasn't until I said a word that they were like, wait a second. <laughs> like I sat at the table. It was an opponent one round. I sat at mm -hmm. the table. They actually went through the loading screen. I guess they didn't see Pokey Sports at all. But it's the second that I said, uh, oh, they like crit me or something. And I said, yeah. I, I doubt it mattered. <laughs> the second I said that, they're like, wait a it's second. A, they woke up. The sleeper agent inside of them woke up. They were like, <gasps> I doubt it mattered. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That I mean, I I like to think that the people who heard your voice and was like, wait a second, I, I now I know where I know you from. Those are the people who like maybe they saw like a video of yours or a couple of videos of yours. And then they're like, this guy might be someone I know, but who would they be? And then the, when you said something, they're like, okay, now I'm putting a face and a voice together. Now mm. I think I know who this person is. It's all clicking, yeah. I but got a I lot would of compliments. really, really love it if like one person just heard, yeah, I don't think it mattered. And they were like, wait a second. <laughs> I think <mean>, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I wish. I hope that it's like that. We got a what lot of compliments on our uh, damage calculator too, or weakness calculator, oh, no saying way. it helped them a lot when the game first came out, and no one else had one. So yeah, appreciate that one as well. I got a couple of those this weekend, and I was like, it was great because they were complimenting damage cal calculator while Pierre was standing right next to me. I was like, well, he made it. Yeah, and he was just like, Hi. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> I hope that that worked. By the way, I hope that that works out well for for Pierre having made that. Um, I, I hope he's able to put that on some kind of like portfolio or something. But anyway, that's it's just that's his clout points, though. When he goes to yeah. events, it's like, hey, I created the Pokey Sports damage calc. It's me. <laughs> well, exactly. Right. And like uh, whenever you see 
who's it? Calvin, uh, Babiri.net or what was Babiri and now mm-hmm. is, uh, something else. Order up bot. That's it. Order up bot. Yeah. Um, like whenever you see him, like he is, is celebrity. Mm-hmm. Uh, people have used his site. But a lot of people don't know what he looks like or don't know what he sounds like. And then yeah. he'll just come out and be like, yeah, that's me. And everyone will be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> You're that? <laughs> or like yeah. Evan and VGC Pace. Whenever exactly. we saw Evan in, in person, too. Exactly. Guys Evan updating and VGC, VGC Pace in, in a bar. <laughs> I still yeah. remember that. <laughs> laptop on the bar. the laptop. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing it all there. It's great. Let's talk about Charlotte, though. Charlotte oh, yeah. had uh, 730 <laughs> Masters players. Which quite, quite a lot. was way more than I thought there would be. Yeah, it was, pop- I mean, was popping. Granted, not I as have much no idea. As Orlando, but still a lot. Fair enough. It, but it's still close. I right? do think Hartford is going to break the cap. Like, that's my prediction. Really? It's the only one in the, in the Northeast. These are oh. all Southern ones. We're going Northeast for Hartford. Oh. I think we're breaking the cap. We got a lot of players in the Northeast. So we're going to get like the New Yorkers. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And it's going to be like after like while classes and colleges are out. So more people will have time to go. So I think, yeah, it's going to be right. It's going to be an experience. I'm looking forward to Ohio as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have decided that I am, in fact, going to be going to Ohio. Changed his mind. <laughs> I changed my mind. I might have mentioned this on the podcast that I'm not able to go, but that has changed. I am now able to. So that's that's fun. Uh, we've got Milwaukee, Charlotte and and Ohio uh, that we're going to be going to. We are right Charlotte, now, Mike. We need we need to get past Charlotte if we're going to get to there. Yeah. Uh, March 25th, 26, 730 Masters players. Do we want to talk about Ohio again? No, let's go back to Charlotte. Here we go. OK, uh, <laughs> VGC regulation set B. Oh boy! Did they say that? They oh, they did. said that. Oh, oh I yeah, they I, they just fully changed. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, they retroactively <laughs> took it back. Yeah, take me back. No, take me back too. <laughs> take me back. Yeah. Uh, what can you say about the whole experience before we get into the top eight? Before we get into the uh, the X three debacle, uh, what can you say about the whole experience? I think overall they run tremendously well. Hmm. Um, these were the same organizers as Orlando. And I think they took Orlando and they learned so much from it instead of like, you know, playing Pokemon, not 10 rounds of Swiss until 11 PM. Like we did for Orlando, you know, nearly 14 hours, 15 hours of Pokemon. Mm -hmm. We were out of there by seven o'clock. Really? That was a really big improvement. Another thing that I loved is that the venue was huge, like ridiculously huge to the point where I don't know if you remember, but in Orlando, yeah, the way the tables were set up, you were back to back with your opponent. Yes. So if the judges needed to walk in between you, they were pushing you in the middle of your sets. They actually had a table's worth of space in between the back to back. So judges can walk back and forth and people can walk and it's not like a congested area. Um, Wow. Other than that, like uh, I had a pretty good experience in my play. I was happy with the way I played. I love that our, our Airbnb, we all did tremendously well in the Airbnb. It's um, I think Pierre got his highest uh, regional score. Uh, Mocha made it day two. Roe went six and three. Got better resistance Ro than me. Roe went six and three? Yeah, Mr. Two and eight at Orlando went six and three. Amazing. Respect. I'm so proud of him. Shout out to Game Quarter Podcast, by the way. Check him out. Oh, yeah. Um, and also, uh, Ro, uh, Becca, Roe's wife, yeah, played in this one. Learned VGC two weeks ago. Also, Cap uh-huh. did well, too. Sorry, Cap. I love nice. you. I almost Good forgot job, about Cap. you. <laughs> uh, I think she won like five and four. She's been playing for two weeks. Yeah. Amazing. Like I five and four, that. four and five, regardless. It's like oh, you've been playing so for excited. two weeks. That's crazy. That's really good. Okay. And now I need to get all wholesome about this because this is what happens when you have a group of, of people who like to play together. Mm-hmm. Right. This has been what we can see 
in the, we'll see it in this top eight. This is what you'll see in most top eights. And I've said this before, but most of the top eights, top 16s, top 32s are usually the same culprits, mm-hmm. right? You'll get the same kind of flavor of, of people that you've seen before in there. And more often than not, those people are all playing together. Uh, outside of these events, they're practicing with each other. They have gotten good over the years and are just smashing that good up against each other outside of tournament setting. So mm-hmm. that when they go into tournament setting, not only are they calm, but they're ready and they they're consistent because of that. And that's what's happening here inside this little Airbnb of people who've just been going to the same uh, things together. Like we're getting used to each other. We're getting used to the the area. And then I took a break from this one and I'm going to come back. and I'm going to be trash. Mike got so much FOMO. He's like <laughs> so much FOMO. You did very well in the last one, too. I did. Six, six and three. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm glad that you had a, a positive experience with that. Um, it looks like by and large, most people had a, a fun time mm-hmm. at the very least. There are some <clears throat> institutional issues, not institutional, uh, some organizational, let's say, uh, issues with how the tournament is run from a couple people's perspectives. Mm-hmm. And you had a very good way of explaining this. And I, I want you to do that for us. Okay. So. Before before Generation Nine, like um, these rules and guidelines and policies that we currently follow for play Pokemon in official tournaments are years old. They were written in like 2010, like when we first started playing VGC and like competitive Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So the the number of 800 plus players was just an anomaly. Right, you wouldn't even consider you'd get 800 plus players at a tournament for a kicker of 256 top CP. So when we nearly don't hit that kicker, and we get only 128 get CP, you end up with like a very interesting phenomena where, um, I think what was it in total 40? There was like 40 plus players that went um six and three, yeah, and didn't get CP. While there were 63 players that also went six and three and got CP just because of resistance. Right. That seems a little unfair, you know, mostly because I'm biased and I was kickered out by 10 (laughs) spots. But, you know, what makes me any different? I have the same finishing record as names that we know. Right. Luca Luca Paz, Harrison Cord, which is, you know, our friend Ro. We have. Ashton Cox, Moxie Boosts did. I got the same s- score as these individuals, yeah. but they got CP and I didn't. Nothing against them. They played phenomenally. But the way that works is resistance. They played better opponents or opponents that didn't drop out of the tournament like my opponents did. You know, That's not in my control, but yet you get punished for it. And it's, it's interesting because Wolf also tweeted out a very similar thing for day two. For day two... There were one, two, three, eleven threes in top eight. But there mm. were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine eleven threes that got bubbled out of top eight. So there were more people bubbled out of top eight that got the same score as the people that were in top eight. Wow. So <laughs> again, <laughs> players like James Beck, Wolf Glick, Judy Azzarelli, Chup Across. Big names all got the same scores as three people in top eight. And the difference is resistance. You right. know? So a few things. One. Yes, absolutely agree with everything that you're saying there. Uh, the positive side to this, I will say, is that I love that at this amount of people in the tournament, uh, at least the top 16 received some kind of cash prize. Yeah, And that you don't see too, too often, especially in Pokemon. You don't really see cash prizes being given out uh, to that many people. Usually you'll just see like top 16, but we have enough people, or sorry, top eight. But now we have enough people in which, you know, uh, ninth through 16th 
can at least come home with $250. Mm-hmm. Uh, people from fifth to eighth ended up with 500, uh, fourth and third ended up with a thousand, second gets 2000 and first gets 3000 for the win. In by way of, uh, you know, how esports goes, it's not exactly the most, uh, amount given to people, but at mm-hmm. least it's, it's given to a, a large amount of people. This is a very unique esport, and we're going to get to that in a little bit. Um, but the thing that I wanted to say is that the, the problem with resistance and what, what some people who don't understand what resistance is because they listen to this as a VGC podcast is as Kevin said, if you play against people who didn't do as well or people who did really well, you either have a higher resistance or a lower resistance, uh, where if you are faced with a tie or in this case, a 100 person tie, of people going six, three, mm-hmm. the only people who are going to make it through or the only people who are going to get CP in this case, day one, uh, are the people who, uh, win against other people who win. If that makes any sense, if you go mm-hmm. six, three and three of your wins are against three other people who only lost to you, then you're going to end up doing quite well. Mm-hmm. The thing that I wanted to say about that is I remember you were messaging me at the beginning of that tournament and you were very happy because you lost, I want to say your first two matches. No, I lost one. You lost your first one. I lost one lost. Yeah. Losing early really, really hinders you in this tournament because you're going up against other people who are zero and one. After yeah, you, you become you're zero in the losers one. bracket. Yeah. If you win that, not only do you like good, you you're one and one, you're facing a lot more people, but the person you beat is now zero and two. Yeah. Yeah. And that is demoralizing mm-hmm. the people who start zero and two and then climb you, up, have it even harder because you need seven, two for day two. So they have to win out in order to have a chance for a day two. Right. So this method with this many people with this many rounds is kind of tough. Yeah. Losing first is always rough. The thing is, like, if I just like if you just took my my rating and made me win first, but lose seventh, I probably would have gotten CP. That's the way it works. It and. The the issue with it is that I don't control what my opponents do. Like I don't right. control I don't even control which opponent I get. I can get the 07 guy in round 1 and then they just lose out the rest of the tournament and that's apparently my fault because the RNG told me that I have to compete against him. Yeah. Um the way that I believe it works is that they take the highest resistance and the lowest resistance and they cut them both out of the equation so only the average of the five just so it eliminate uh-huh. it eliminates outliers which makes it a little better but i don't know man when you have 40 plus people that don't get cp that went equally that have the same record as 60 plus people that got cp it's a little bit like it just feels like something has to change in i that think way. just x3 man x3 gets cp anything less sorry go home Mm. like because then because it's not easy to get x3 i'm not trying to hype myself up Mm. it's really difficult to get x3 i was 3-3 and i had to win out and i did and i'm proud of myself for it like no i was 2-3 i had to win out like i like i said it's back to what mike was like i lost a lot early until i just figured it out and one out the rest of my games would it be fair to say that like because i i do want resistance to play a bit of a part in going six three here so if we had because what is it 65 through 128 uh, and then onward from that had six three if we had 65 to 128 get 40 cp and then 129 plus as long as you went x and three if you get like 30 CP, 20 CP, something like that. I'm cool with that. I'd just rather go home with something than zero. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I do want to get the same, not the same, but I do want to get some kind of uh, reward, I guess, for going the same uh, the same record as as the people who did get something. 
Yeah, what yeah. if they do like XC, X3 gets a, a flat 30, and then everything above that, depending on your resistance, is an additional CP? Right. I'd be cool with that. I just think the system is outdated. It needs to be addressed. And I think that if enough people address it and enough people put attention to it, it can get changed. Like they changed day two Swiss so fast. It's like, okay, yeah, this was a problem. We agree. We can't be here until 11 p.m. (laughs) You know, so I think I think this is a. And to be fair, that change was good. That was very a very, good. very, very good change that they've done. Uh, you can, you can see, you can feel, you can hear just a, a difference in energy on, on day two. And that's arguably where the energy needs to be is on day mm-hmm. two. You don't want a bunch of tired people who are up until 11 and didn't get a chance to sleep because they had to practice for top 16. So they go on stream and their hair's all messed up. Because uh, they're like everyone in the Twitch chat is talking to, about it. Exactly, I didn't have time to brush my hair because I was practicing for the stream. Fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the thing is, I, I think we all want the same thing. Yes, we all want this game to succeed competitively. Yes, very much. So it's not like we are we are selfish in what we're doing. I mean, it, it's easy hearing it from Kevin, who's just an angry old man that got bubbled out of CP twice. <laughs> like, but. You know, it's, I think this will be what's best for the game. Totally. Totally. I think just giving people that, that, uh, feeling of accomplishment. And to me, that could be, that could be anything. Mm -hmm. Right. And in that sense, to me, it should be, if you end up with the same score as somebody who went home with something that you get something as well. like something, anything. People yeah. would not be complaining about resistance in 6-3, if they went 6-3, um, if they went home with some semblance of CP. Bro, give me one CP. <laughs> A single CP. I'll take anything. i down. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. And then I get 299 out of 300 right before. <laughs> exactly but no though i i trust that they'll make a good decision that they'll that they'll that they'll continue listening to the community because they've shown that they have been and i'm I'm really respecting them this year for that i think that they're uh they're doing a great job there and i hope that they continue to we have the top eight from uh charlotte uh looking at it it's actually quite interesting this time. I didn't think that the end of series two or set B, excuse me, would be this interesting. Great test talent flame. <laughs> Great test talent flame. But uh, Richard Rappa, who went 11 and three, 100 CP, $500, uh, went in with a stun joiner. Oh, I the thing is like Richard Rappa is like a, a member of the Georgia VGC group, so they were yeah. always just hyping him up the whole time. I I got adopted by Georgia VGC that weekend, <laughs> so it was nice being part of that hype. We were so sad that we didn't get to see Richard on stream, and Richard, oh. yeah, it's like Richard plays so well. He was like five and oh, six and oh, some of the times, and then I think he lost his first loss in like round seven. He went seven and one. So it's like, why didn't we get to see him on stream? Because I would have loved to see Stone Joiner uh, like above some of the other nonsense that we saw, you know, right? Just to see what the heck it did, <laughs> how much of a difference did it make? Well, interestingly enough, Stone Joiner, it ran Protect, Wide Guard, uh, Rock Slide, and Low Kick with a Focus Sash. But the best thing about it, I think, was Power Spot. Yeah. That that's definitely the best thing about it. You add power spot next to a palafin and next to yeah, like a flutter main. It's gonna do a crazy amount of damage. So to remind people, power spot is a uh, an ability unique to Stunjourner. No other Pokemon has it. Uh, in battle, the power of moves used by the allies of the Pokemon with power spot is increased by thirty percent. So it gives your your gives your uh, partner a free life orbs worth of damage. Mm-hmm. just by being there. Wow. Plus it, it has things like wide guard to protect it against earthquakes, which is all over the meta right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, dazzling gleams that can't touch it and not, not for nothing, but it does have a focus sash. So it's going to live one hit. It's going to go one. for a rock slide. <laughs> it's going to do a ton of damage. You know, it's not bad. It's not a bad Pokemon. I mean, if you need the wide guard too, I mean, it's really good. A lot mm-hmm. of spread moves. 
Uh, coming in seventh, again, 100 CP, $500. All of the people uh, fifth to eighth ended up with 100 CP, $500, was uh, Eric Stewart, uh, who brought an interesting team. But this one is uh, mostly what we've been seeing in Series 2, minus, you know, plus or minus the Garganical. Uh, so Iron Hands, Amoongus, Arcanine, Palafin, Fluttermane, and Garganical. Yeah, the, the thing that I remember from Eric, Eric Stewart's team is uh, Eric Cohen against Paul Chua, mm-hmm. and it being a wet noodle fight until timer every single game. Oh, no. Because of Garganical and all the swaps with Arcanine. Goodness. Hey, man. Listen. Yeah. We've also if it got, works, it works. <laughs> exactly. We've also got Stephen Mia, who went in with a great tusk, Glimora, Talonflame, Iron Bundle, uh, Tyranitar, and Goldengo. This is the only Goldengo. I, I say it both ways just because, you know, who cares? Uh, this is the only Goldengo that we saw in top eight. Yeah. I mean, everyone's hopped on the Fluttermane train. Fluttermane's Flutter a very good Pokemon. Sure. And I think there's no one that denies that Golden Oak kind of fell off a little bit because of its speed. I still don't think it's a bad mon. I just think that the meta needs to shift a little bit mm. for it to just like, you know, just move a little bit away from Great Tusk. And maybe we could talk about Golden Go again, you know? Right. There's a certain fish who loves uh, Golden Go very much as a partner. So mm-hmm. we'll be seeing a lot of that. Uh, we've also got Zachary Thornburg. Uh, who went in with a Sylveon, Glamora, Don Dozo, Tatsugiri, Fluttermane, and Cerule Edge. The only Don Dozo, Tatsugiri in top eight. You made it. You're you here. It. You did it. There <laughs> has to be one of them. Are we Are we going to stop seeing Don Dozo, Tatsugiri in series three? I think we're going to see less of them. Mm. Um, we're adding another Haze user into the mix with uh, Chen Pao. We're also adding another Sacred Sword user with Chen Pao. I don't know. I guess we'll see. I think it, it, in in situations, the thing is, Dondozo doesn't benefit from any of the Ruinous Pokemon because Dondozo can't be on the field with anybody else. Right. So it's really in your opponent's hands of how Dondozo benefits or doesn't benefit from having those Ruinous Pokemon on the field. And in fact, the, the, the Ruinous Pokemon can alter Dondozo's stats because their abilities bypass unaware by not being a stat boost, but being an actual number decrease. You know, it's the other way around. So it's interesting. I don't know, but I hope not. Speaking of hands, Paul Chua <laughs> uh, I was in... Paul. Yeah, uh, 130 CP, $1,000 went home with Iron Hands, Amoongus, Arcanine, Palafin, Fluttermane, and Roaring Moon. This is a team very close to my heart. I have used this team time and time again. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's this a lot of fun. It can really stall some things out. This team is Series 2.jpg, man. Yes, yes. But hey, man. It did well. <laughs> it sure did well. Fourth right. place is not easy. 12 and 2 in Swiss is not easy. And Paul is just an incredible player, longtime player. You know, holds the second most regional wins in history. Wow. Next to Wolf Glick. Wolf Glick just passed Paul in Orlando. Wow. But yeah, second most regional wins in history. Good player. Great team. Can't go wrong. Speaking of good player, great team can't go wrong. 13 and one, the only 13 and one mm. of the entire tournament went to Luca Trajet, who uh, brought a King Gambit, Amoongus, Arcanine, Fluttermane, Iron Bundle, and Dragonite. The only Dragonite in all of top eight. Top eight as well. And running the Flying Terra. I think that's that's the that's the new Dragonite that yeah. we're seeing. It's just the better Dragonite. Will it will it stick around for series three? Who knows? I, I know Dragonite's very good next to Chen Pao, but it's with E speed typically. So maybe we might see a shift back in a normal Terra. But I'm at the point where it's like, do you really need a normal Terra? Mm. Isn't the Chen Pao damage reduction enough or the defense reduction enough? 
See, I think that people didn't discover Terra Flying Dragonite until well into series two. So mm-hmm. series, which right now we're all referencing series zero before the series even began, uh, when everybody was like, oh yeah, just terrestrialize uh, Dragonite normal a. and hit it with, exactly, and hit it with <laughs> extreme speed, do the big damage. But I think that people are going to keep with Terra Flying. They're still going to use Chempo. But they're like, well, terrifying extremes or terrifying Terra Blast did so much damage. What if I toss a Chen Pao in the mix? Mm-hmm. It's going to do even more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was that. Uh, coming in second was Joseph Ugarte, Joe UX9, 160 CP, $2,000. Uh, went in with a great tusk, Amoongus, Arcanine, Iron Bundle, uh, King Gambit, and Mimikyu, the only Mimikyu in top eight. This is why I'm really liking this, by the way, is because there were so many unique Pokemon in the top mm-hmm. eight. Love this. Uh, Mim- Mimikyu actually did some work, too. Yes. Mimikyu with full offense, no trick room, running curse and life orb. Mm-hmm. So what you do is uh, you see a Dondoza, you click curse and you protect <laughs> and you let oh. it die. <laughs> you just let it go away. <laughs> interesting. So that's a very good, interesting answer to Dondozo there. The rest of the team is kind of straightforward. Joseph was playing, Joe, was playing out of his mind in this tournament. I was there live reacting to everything. (laughs) He was making so many reads and all of them just worked, specifically with King Gambit and Sucker Punch. I'm so afraid to click Sucker Punch, but I'm also so afraid to not click Sucker Punch. And Joe just somehow always knew when the punches were connecting and was never failing back and forth. It was wild. He made some King Gambit switches into an Arcanine predicted switch just so he can get the Defiant boost and then punish for it. I don't know, man. I, I feel a little bad that Joe just <laughs> couldn't get the win here. But at the same time, the winner, Justin Karras, first regional win, longtime VGC player. I've known Justin for since 2014. Wow. Yeah, very long time. Then we both got our start around the same time. Um, I first met him at Apex. Great guy, great individual. This is his first regional win, so congratulations to him. He also played incredibly well in the finals. Oh, I also played him in, in Orlando. That's right. I just completely Oh, yeah, forgot. that's yeah, right. I played him in Orlando. Um, running the Gothitelle on his team. Also, only Gothitelle in top eight. And only two Talonflames in top eight, too. Wow. I know, right? It's weird. <laughs> and he's running the Pokemon that I hate the most. And actually, I think his team hasn't changed much from Orlando either. Like, sure. he was running something like this similar in Orlando, which shows that he had a good grasp of the meta right when the meta was young. Um, I remember that Tyranitar giving me a very hard time in Orlando, so <laughs> that's for sure. And also, Gothitel running a bulky Fluttermane, which seems to be the new Fluttermane thing to do. It's weird. Interesting. I don't know if well, that's going to stick around, but nothing is scarier than a Fluttermane that lives. That's what I'm saying. It's like when yeah. you punch it and it stays, you're just like, wait, that's not Uh-oh. supposed to happen. Exactly. Something's <laughs> wrong here. But yeah, usually it's like, oh, this Fluttermane has Focus Sash and then I attack it and then it lives at half. And I'm like, that it, what, it, it doesn't that matter. Wait, it just clicked sub. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Hold on. Sub main. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that was great. Tuscothatel, Talonflame, Iron Bundle, Fluttermane, and Tyranitar. Uh, very scary team. Very a cool adaption team. that he had on his Tyranitar was actually running Heavy Slam on it just to deal with opposing Ooh. Fluttermanes. Which, again, big brain. When you're a good player, you make big brain plays. But if you guys haven't watched that finals yet, it was a great finals. It was a little heartbreaking for Joe because he missed a Hydro Pump in there. And But you know, that's just Joe's luck doing Joe's luck. <laughs> So sorry. That's why some people don't run uh, Hydro Pump on your Iron Bundle anymore because they've just given up. And this is Mike giving Joe UX9 advice, everybody. <laughs> I'm not giving no, 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 no. Absolutely not. <laughs> Who am I? I am a, I am a peasant in front of this king of VGC. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but that was, that was Charlotte. It was a fun time. I'm glad you had fun. I'm glad people had fun. Uh, I, I want to just go real quick back to the points we were making about, about CP and, and just how the organization is run and how the tournaments run. Cause a thought occurred to me earlier today where Kevin and I were talking about this, what we were going to talk about. And I, I quickly mentioned, I was like, this is 
a very unique esport, and that's not a new thing coming from me. It's not a new mm-hmm. thing coming from Kevin. We've both been saying that for a very long time, but I think we haven't really grasped exactly how unique Pokemon as an esport is. Mm-hmm. Because in what esport, and I'm sure they exist out there, but none that I can think of, certainly none at, at this scale right now. Can you have 800 people doing a full tournament in two days? Like, I can't think of a single one. Maybe, maybe Super Smash Brothers. That's the closest comparison, I guess. That's the closest one. Because it's hard to think, like, every esport is like a team-based sport, right? And it's like, you have orgs that sign people. Pokemon is like, hey, you got a Switch? Okay, here you go. Right. Give me $60. Come in. (laughs) On the pro side, it's inclusive. Yes. On the cons, it's uh, not really conducive to teams. Mm -hmm. Their teams do exist and people play on them. But I think those teams are mostly spurred on by the fact that those people also make content. Yes, uh, because they have to get their money somewhere. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Because Pokemon, it, it famously does not pay a living wage for a you know, high level competitor, nor Mm. is it meant to, it's not meant to, it's meant for people to enjoy and get a little something, uh, for, for winning if they do really well. However, some people just kind of monopolize the whole winning aspect of Pokemon and, you know, to them, it's, it's not really financially viable. Yeah, of course. But I'm thinking like other, uh, other esports. we've got like MOBAs, with all their like matches that are predetermined in their circuits. That's still team based. Yeah. That's still, but know. like yeah. even then it's not over a weekend. It's yeah. over like a season. That is also true. It's yeah. every single week for 12 weeks. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, that's a really good point. There's enough, to, there's enough time to whittle down X amount of people. And I think VGC does not have enough time when each game takes about an hour Right. To whittle down 800 people into a list of eight that deserve to be there. Heck, even a list of 128 that deserve to get compensated for being there. Right. That, like, it's really hard to make that judgment on 800 people. So, like, without having an extra day, you almost can't expect everybody to be happy with with the way that results happened. Mm-hmm. Because you you want people to play as many games as possible. You want people to you know, uh, show as often as they can, how, how good they are at the game. But at some point, like you gotta say, okay, no, you, you didn't make it. Sorry. And right now that's, that's sorry. unfortunately resistance. Jimmy. Sorry, Jimmy. My next complaint is why do they stop at 40 CP? Why can't they keep going down? Why is 40 CP the minimum? I want to get one CP. Does one 10 time. really make a difference if we just keep going down? Like, you know, I mean, really? Yeah. Like, is it, is it that hard? I don't know. It actually could be. Who knows? <laughs> hey, there's a flying terratype with starting Friday, March 31st at GameStop. So I know you guys are going to be lining up at your local GameStops to get your to GameStop. Get the flying terratype LeChonk. Is that how they're fly- <gasps> When pigs fly. Oh my gosh. That's why they did it. Oh no. Wow. I like it now. It's my favorite I was favorite so angry event. until a second ago. We were all like, why are they doing this? Because they'll do it when pigs fly. Oh my yeah. goodness. Like, yeah, when pigs fly. <gasps> we should do that. Oh my goodness. Oh Let's my do goodness. Ch- Actually, we all know the real reason they're doing it is because yeah. um, they saw your winning with a LeChonk TikTok that YouTube gaining. YouTube gaming uh, forced you to do. It worked. Exactly. Uh, speaking of fun in-game things that they're doing, uh, Bank is free. If bank anybody is remembers free, Pokemon Bank. But everything else on the eShop is dead. Good luck. Everything else on the eShop is dead. Goodbye. They need to keep Bank alive because they built it into their system. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oopsies. Nintendo eShop was like, hey, we're going to shut down. Game Freak puts up their hand. They're like, um, sorry. Wait, uh, uh, people need to get their Gen 1 
Charmanders. <laughs> yeah. Hauled People the way are back. going to burn their systems if you do this and take bank away from the people. What else happened? Oh, Samurai is yeah, a Samurai. Bug Terra. Why Bug Terra? Megahorn? I guess. Megahorn. It's gotta be. I guess so. Sure. Yeah. So you can go and get a uh, Samurott this weekend. Yes, that'll run from March 31st to April 2nd. Uh, Samurott will have the Bug Terra type and the Mightiest Mark. This is, again, part of their whole rollout of, I guess, starters. It, it, it's I guess been so, starters right? so It's far. always been yeah. starters. Right? It was Cinderace. Yes. Greninja. Yes. Decidueye. You can do it. And now we're on Samurott. There so it was Gen 8, uh, One. 6, uh, 7, and now we're on 5? They also did 1, but that was just at the beginning, Oh, yeah, I guess. yeah, Charmander. So what are oh, we missing? Oh, so are they going to do 4? Four? 3 and 2. 3, 2. Oh, 2 well, is going to be Typhlosion. Yes, of course, of course. 5 has to be Samurai because Hisuian... So we already got the Rowlet. So I guess Typhlosion is next. We can all agree that Typhlosion is next. It, it's it got to be, right? What was Gen 3 and Gen 4? Gen 3 was Torchic, Torchic. Mudkip, Trico. I don't think those are None in the game. None of them are going to come for sure. Sorry, Gen 3. Gen Oops. 4? We just got Gen 4. They're not coming back. Sorry. Uh, That's true. Just give me an Incineroar already. I miss Incineroar. Do you really? I miss. Okay. No, I, I do really, yes. really, really want to yes. see Incineroar in Terrastalization meta. I want to see Incineroar for like a month and get rid of it. Yeah, <laughs> Can yeah, you give it to yeah. me for a month? <laughs> give everybody an Incineroar and be like, all right, see ya. Delete Peace. it. It's uh, Incin- Incineroar is traveling from Alola. Can only, yes. only yes. one month visa. <laughs> I think it's going to be really, really interesting to see. Can't wait for my water type in Cinderella. It's going to be great. Yeah. We've seen so many Arcanines. I want to see where Arcanine stops. I want to see if if uh, Regulation C uh, sees less Arcanine than uh, Reg B did. I think it's the opposite, but yeah. You think there's going to be more? I think so, yeah. Because you're going to a lot of sense. You're going to want a way to slow the game down. Because the thing with mm. Regulation C that I'm seeing is that games are very hyper offensive right now. Mm-hmm. Typically at the beginning of the series, uh, they are fast games. They're hyper-offensive games because yes. people just know... Hyper-offensive is easier to just get into and go. When it comes to playing tanky and, like, calking and living things, that's when the defensive gameplay comes in, and that's when... That's typically towards the end of a metagame. So I think in... Maybe in the first, like, tournament, you won't see a lot of Arcanines, but I think as the meta develops, people are going to need a way to slow the pace of the game down. And Arcanine is just our best option to do that right now. I've been seeing a lot of Gyaradoses on ladder right now. Don't exactly know why, but I, hmm. I, I'm, I'm here for it. That's another way to slow the pace of the game down. But again, I'm not entirely sure I know why. But they're there. That is going to be today's question of the day. Is which starter do you want to see in this game most that isn't there yet what starter are you excited to come back into the meta now i'm curious how many people out there are going to say incineroar i'm curious how many people out there are going to be like superior it's been a little while can't wait for embor (laughs) can't wait for embor exactly so if you are watching this on youtube first of all hello and this is a thing now everyone is uh, we now post the video version on YouTube. If you're listening um, in your car and you want to know what we look like the next time you go to a regional, probably watch <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> it's there. Uh, but for the people who do watch on YouTube, uh, we post a question of the day every week on Spotify. If you want to go and answer it there, then cool. If you want to go on over to the YouTube comments and post it there, then cool. Go and do what you feel like. Uh, but we get question answers every week. Like last week, where I asked, what goes through your head during team selection in a game? And uh, we got a a bunch of very diverse answers. A lot of uh, (laughs) of interesting ones. Like this one from Dan, who said, uh, dial-up noises mostly. 
<laughs> I love that. That's funny. First one published. <laughs> gotta pin it. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> 10 out it's of great. 10. 10 out of 10. Uh, the <laughs> Ty says uh, the opposite of my opponent's game plan. I mean, Fair. that's so true. Yeah. <clears throat> People Nothing- took this question and turned it into a meme and I love it. I'm here yeah. for it. There are two. There are two different types of uh, feel good moments in this game. One is when you choose exactly what your opponent is going to bring or what you feel like you, you think about it and you're like, I know exactly what my opponent's going to bring. They're going to bring these two leads. They're going to bring these two in the back and then they do it. Nothing feels better than that, except for when you are a Fluttermain user and you expect them to KO you and it only does half damage. Yes. Yes. The, the opposite of my opponent's game plan. Uh, Raven says the words, I'm just picking Dragonite. I like that. Renowned dragon lover. You're going to love regulation C. Yeah. (laughs) And then they went and posted a whole rental code. And (laughs) heck yeah. My curiosity is getting the best of me right now. And I'm like, I need to, I need to know what this is. <laughs> I need to know what the rental code is. So I'm going to go and pop that in. I'm not going to say what's it, what's in it, but if it's the best team ever, maybe I'll talk about it next week. <laughs> uh, Rick flip says absolutely everything except what I actually do in the final five seconds. <laughs> Honestly, this, we were expecting an actual answer. We're just getting a bunch of memes and I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Josh says, how can I position specs flutter main to blow everything up? That's just accurate. Yeah, no, I like that one. Cause that, that is actually like what most people look at. Like, okay, yeah. I have a specs flutter main. What can I do to one shot everything? Right. Where does it have to go? Uh, Caleb says, why is my entire team weak to ground? <laughs> <laughs> Are you loving how relatable all of these are? (laughs) I know why our fans like watching our videos because they say the same things that we just vomit into the microphone. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Let's see. Pokey sports is thought vomit. Wow. The emperor has a good one here. 99% of the time. My first thought is usually, uh, who greenlit this Pokemon? It's so <laughs> annoying while selecting my check for it. This guy, this guy, he hit all the, he, he, he hit hits such, he had such a level of despair that he harkens back to the inception of the game. And they were <laughs> like, how did they make this Pokemon? What did we have to do to get here? <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, Seabass says no thoughts, just vibes. Can't be out strategized if I have no strategy. You gotta love Seabass. Exactly. <laughs> P.S. He says, uh, congrats on 20,000 subs on YouTube. Appreciate you. Oh, yay. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention that here. Yeah. That yeah. happened in Charlotte too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's fair. The Georgia VGC people were hyping me up. They're like, move out of the way. Pokey Sports is coming. 20K. <laughs> 20K. 20K. <laughs> <laughs> move out of the way, everybody. It's Pokey Sports. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Uh, and that is good. Oh, we've got one more from Quentin here. It says, how can I make this team to include my favorite Pokemon and not suck or be gimmicky? And uh, kind of a tough thing to think about at team select. That's that's team building (laughs) because you've (laughs) the team should already be done by then. (laughs) But I mean, Hey, sometimes we build the ship as we sail it. So why, why not? Mm hmm. Yeah. Oh, hey, you know what? We've got to we've got to mention this one from Sylvie on Mewtwo, uh, who says Golden Go Counter. Check. This is the only person who put emotes in not only their name, but in their response. And you know what? That's one good way to get Mike's attention. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Emojis. This is the last one I'm reading. So clearly it didn't work very well. Uh, Golden Go Counter. Check. Arma and Didi Counter. Check. Fluttermane Counter. Check. uh, T-Tar Lycanroc Counter. Check. Bundle Counter. Check. Firefish Counter. Check. And forgot Chen Pao. <laughs> Sorry. And clearly that goes is the through the whole goes. list of 1000 Pokemon. Check. Exactly. Yeah. Check. Check. <laughs> and then you see a Chen Pao on the list and you're like, oh. And then you see a Bruxish and you're like, oh, I didn't. What? But I didn't. Huh. <laughs> I guess I didn't. Uh, I didn't counter pick the Bruxish. On a Bruxish, huh? 
Anyway, that is going to be the podcast for today. Do we have anything else, Kevin? Um, I hope not. Uh, we forgot too. about it. <laughs> yep. Remind us. Uh, anyway, folks, thanks so much for watching. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, there's lots of places that you can find us these days. Mostly uh, you're going to be on YouTube, youtube.com slash pokesports, where we put out a video every single day. Um, right now, as of right now, Wednesday, the 29th, it is still regulation B. But by the end of this week, we're going to be in regulation C, baby. So scared and so excited. Can't wait. So scared. Uh, as well, if you're looking forward to, if you are looking forward to regulation C and you want to, uh, you know, compete a little bit. Uh, you can do that over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash pokesports, where we will be uh, putting out signups for the league very shortly. Also the by the end of this league. week. And the, du- the dub league. Because exactly. you already wrote that into existence, so it's yep. your fault. <laughs> there were some people who, after I started this one, they were like, oh no, I missed it. I forgot. Well, and now like, you have the dub league. Well, <laughs> <laughs> less excuses to forget if it's happening twice as much so (laughs) even when you forget what are the odds you forget twice exactly hey uh go and share this podcast with a friend who likes vgc go and share this with a friend who doesn't like vgc see if they understood any of it you can apparently learn how to play this game in two weeks yeah go ahead and do it Mm -hmm. it's a lot of fun uh folks thanks so much we'll see you next week bye-bye bye